0: Were you there when they crucified? Causes me To tremble 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 Were you there when they crucified my Lord?
1: Welcome friends, welcome to our remembrance of Jesus' crucifixion on this day that we call good. This day that is not maybe good for human understanding or rather not good by human understanding alone, but good in what this act of sacrifice means for us and for the world. That our Messiah, the Christ, the spotless Lamb of God took upon himself all the shame and all the sin and all the ugliness of the world and transform those things into a love that pours from his subversive work on the cross. As Jesus' body was beginning to die, as his lungs began to cave in on him, and breath for his body was becoming scarce, he managed to utter a few words to those who would hear. And these words were recorded in our sacred scripture. Seven last sayings to be exact, and here's a few of them from John's recollection of tonight's events. John writes this in the 19th chapter of his gospel. He says, so they took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And this is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, "'Woman, here is your son.' Then he said to the disciple, "'Here is your mother.' And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, He said, I thirst. And a jar of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and Jesus gave up his spirit. And so tonight, I want to focus on one of these seven famous last sayings of Jesus. I want to focus on the saying where Jesus says, I thirst. We have the Christ, the author of creation, calling out for something to drink. But I think he's also conjuring up a deeper sense of longing for those who would listen. What I'm going to do in a moment is I want to read to you a letter written by Mama T, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. It's a letter that she wrote from Jesus' perspective, from his perspective to you and to me from his cross. And the title of this piece, this letter is simply, I Thirst just like we did last night on Maundy Thursday. In our Lectio Divina of John 13, you can do this with your eyes open or your eyes shut. I find it best to be sitting up in a chair or perhaps you're on the couch this evening. But again, with your feet flat on the floor, there's something to grounding our feet with this entire ethos of creation that we stand upon. However, what works for you is what I want you to do. This is your time to spend with the divine. And as I read, I want you to see where these words of this letter from Jesus on the cross titled, I thirst, where these words connect to you and to your life. And so now I want you to notice your breath. Again, don't change it. Don't seek to control it. Just simply notice your breath. Notice the breath that is coursing in and out of your lungs without much to do of your own. Inhale all that is good. Inhale all that brings joy. Inhale the love and the grace and the peace of Jesus upon his cross. And exhale all that distracts you this evening. Exhale all that is bringing you down. Exhale all of your despair and your sorrow. Just simply breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in. Notice that breath. And breathe out. This piece written by Mother Teresa is titled, I Thirst. It is true. I stand at the door of your heart day and night. Even when you are not listening, even when you doubt it could be me, I am there waiting for even the smallest signal of your response even the smallest suggestion of an invitation that will permit me to enter. I want you to know that each time you invite me, I do come always without fail, silent and invisible. I come yet with a power and a love most infinite, bringing the many gifts of my spirit. I come with my mercy, with my desire to forgive you and heal you, with a love for you that goes beyond your comprehension. A love in each detail, so grand like the love I have received from my Father. I have loved all of you as the Father has loved me. I come longing to console you and to give you strength, to lift you up and bind all your wounds, I bring you my light to dispel your darkness and all your doubts. I come with my power that allows me to carry you with my grace to touch your heart and transform your life. I come with my peace to calm your soul. I know you like the palm of my hand. I know everything about you. Even the hairs of your head I have counted. Nothing in your life is unimportant to me. I have followed you through the years. I have always loved you even when you have strayed. I know every one of your problems. I know your needs and your worries. And yes, I know all your sins. But I tell you again that I love you. Not for what you have or ceased to do. I love you for you for the beauty and the dignity my Father gave you by creating you in his own image. It is a dignity you have often forgotten, a beauty you have tarnished by sin, but I love you as you are, and I have shed my blood to rescue you. If you only ask me with faith, my grace will touch all that needs changing in your life. I will give you the strength, to free yourself from sin, and from all its destructive power. I know what is in your heart. I know your loneliness and all your wounds, the rejections, the judgments, the humiliations. I've carried it all before you, and I carried it all for you so that you could share my strength and my victory. I know above all your need for love, how much you are thirsting for love and tenderness. Yet how many times have you desired to satisfy your thirst in vain, seeking that love with selfishness, trying to fill the void within you with passing pleasures with the even greater emptiness of sin. Do you thirst for love? Then come to me, all you who are thirsty. I will satisfy you, and I will fill you. Do you thirst to be loved? Because I love you more than you can imagine to the point of dying on this cross for you. I thirst for you. Yes, that is the only way to even begin to describe my love for you. I thirst for you. I thirst to love you and to be loved by you. So precious are you to me that I thirst for you. Come to me and I will fill your heart and heal your wounds. I will make you a new creation and give you peace even in your trials. I thirst for you. You must never doubt my mercy, my desire to forgive. My longing to bless you and live my life in you. And that I accept you no matter what you have done. I thirst for you. If you feel of little value before the eyes of the world, it doesn't matter. There is no one that interests me in the whole world as much as you. Because I thirst for you. Open up to me. Come to me, thirst for me, give your life to me, and I will prove to you how important you are for my heart. Don't you realize that my father already has a perfect plan to transform your life? Beginning from this moment, trust in me. Ask me every day to enter and take charge of your life, and I will. I promise you before my Father in heaven, I will work miracles in your life. Why would I do this? Because I thirst for you. All I ask of you is that you entrust yourself to me completely. I will do all the rest. From this moment, now, I behold the place my Father has prepared for you in my kingdom. Remember that you are a pilgrim in this life, traveling back home. Sin can never satisfy you or bring you the peace you seek. All that you have sought outside of me has left you empty, more empty, so that you do not tie yourself to the things of this world, but above all, Do not run from me when you fail. Come to me without delay because when you give me your sins, you give me the joy of being your savior. There is nothing I cannot forgive and heal, so come now and unburden your soul. No matter how far you have strayed without a destination, no matter how often you have forgotten me, No matter how many crosses you bear in this life, I want you to always remember one thing that will never change. I thirst for you just as you are. You don't need to change to believe in my love for it will be your confidence in that love that will make you change. You forget me and yet I am seeking you every single moment of the day, standing before the doors of your heart and calling. Do you find this difficult to believe? If so, simply look at the cross. Look at my heart right now. Look at my heart that was pierced for you. Have you not understood my cross? Then listen again to the words I spoke there. For they tell you clearly why I endured all this for you. I thirst for you. As the rest of the psalm, as the rest of the psalm I was praying says of me, I waited uselessly for compassion. I waited for someone to console me and I did not find it. All of your life, I have been desiring your love. I've never ceased searching for your love and longing to be loved by you in return. You have tried many things in your goal to be happy. Why not try opening up to me, your heart, right now, more than you ever have before? When you finally open the doors of your heart and you finally come close enough You will then hear me say again and again, not in mere human words, but in spirit. No matter what you have done, I love you for your sake. Come to me with your misery. Come to me with your sins, with your problems and your needs, and with all your desire to be loved. I stand at the door of your heart and call. Open to me because I, thirst for you Amen My friends, as we slowly descend from our time of contemplative prayer together Mother Teresa concludes this meditation with these words She says, Jesus is God Therefore, his love and his thirst are infinite. He, the creator of the universe, asked for the love of his creatures. He has thirst for our love. These words from Jesus on the cross, I thirst. Do they echo in your soul? Let us pray. While we were still your enemies, Lord Jesus Christ, you suffered and died for us, winning the victory over death for your sake. Give us grace to lift you up as we follow the way of your cross so that all people may be drawn unto you.